to the MMA Fan Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Stu and Blake. Hello, Hello and welcome to... Oh, we double-teamed oh, it! That. Oh, no! We've got Simon and Garfunkel there. It was beautiful. The harmonies. Should we harmonise it? Yeah. Oh, I feel oh, I should no. get up off my stool like Westlife. <laughs> <laughs> We're both wearing open shirts and there's a wind machine around as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, hello, welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. God, we're so unprofessional. We yeah. never know what we're doing. Absolute idiots. Um, but welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. Uh, I'm Blake Harrison. Joining me, as you've already heard, is Stu Whiffin. Hello. Uh, we're having a bit of a whose beard is greyer uh, debate today. I think mine looks greyer because in the because my hair's so dark mm. that in the chin the white hairs really stand out. But you think yours is a bit greyer? Well, I, I think mine's more greyer all over. And the light because we, we, we're, we're recording this at like quarter past nine at night. Um, we, 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 obviously today's there's a time difference, so uh, it's a, an evening uh, record. So the light where I'm recording is not very good. So it's actually making me look really, really grey. Whereas the rest of your hair's quite dark. Your moustache is quite dark. You look like you've just kind of dipped your chin in an ashtray and, uh, <laughs> uh, and it's just that like bottom little bit the rest of it's like it's still yeah. quite dark like yes. whereas uh yeah i'm literally the more every time i literally glance back at myself in the in the screen i'm getting grayer by the second look at that it's like it's really yeah. on top as well well i tell you what did add to the gray hairs in my beard was beard was the stress of organizing <sighs> this interview because it was all going swimmingly mm. until earlier when we were both on the zoom chat going Oh, I guess there's an ear yet. And then I looked up the time difference and realised I'd got the time zone slightly wrong. And we were an hour early, but you couldn't do the actual time because had you another had another podcast. commitment. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so amazingly, our guest today has been so brilliant, so patient with us and so lovely. He has kind of shifted some things around. And he's been able to do our, our episode uh, an hour and a bit uh, later than planned. Uh, I don't know how much it might have messed up his day, but thankfully we got it together. And our guest is, as I said, the brilliant, the patient, uh, Jamal Sweet Dreams Hill. And I am so excited about this chat. This guy is on an absolute tear in the UFC. Last three fights, and we'll mention this in the chat, last three fights, he's got performance bonuses in all three fights. He's ranked sixth in the UFC light heavyweight division. He's got to be staring down a number one contender fight, a, a potential title opportunity. I mean, I know that division is a little bit log jammed at the moment. There's a few weird things going on and people above him are booked up. We're going to ask him about all this, but... He really has been on a tear, and he's such an exciting fighter to watch. You look at the knockouts of uh, of Johnny Walker, Jimmy Crute, the way he finished Thiago Santos. I mean, this guy's special. Yeah, and stick about to the end. There's a little call-out from him, a little exciting call-out at the end as well. Um before we get on with the episode, if it's your first time listening, go check out the back catalogue after today's episode with Jamal. Um, we've had a, a real, a real sort of who's who of uh, of the MMA community on from not just fighters, but you know people like commentators and referees and and all sorts of people within the industry. We've also had some you know celebrities like James Arthur that have come on, big like big UFC fans that want to come on and talk about their favourite fighters and fights and such. So there's uh, well over a hundred episodes now. So um, head over to our YouTube channel if you want to watch them. If you don't want to look at mine and Blake's ugly mug, you just want to have a little listen. Wherever you get your podcast, you can listen to them. But I think that's enough 
waffle from us. Should we get on to the good stuff? Let's get on to the good stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, it gives me great pleasure and you know, I'm quite relieved to say here is <laughs> Jamal Sweet Dreams Hill. Jamal, Hi, yes! <laughs> it's worked! Uh, Jamal, you're a legend. Thank you so much for this. Like, I, I, I messed up with the time zones. Then we had an issue with the Zoom link. Like, you've been incredibly patient with us. Thank you so much. We're idiots, as you'll come to find out, but thank you. Um, hey, we are. <laughs> we all mess up sometimes. Right, well, I mean... I'd love to jump straight in with you, Jamal, and just say, like, um, I'd like to ask you where it was that you grew up and was that uh, a place where you felt like it was important to be tough and to be able to deal well with confrontation? I grew up in a combination of uh, a couple of places, a couple of few places. I was born in Chicago, uh, moved from Chicago when I was like, uh, when I was still like a, like a toddler. So um, I moved down to Southern Illinois, uh, down to Williamson County area. First place we lived was called uh, uh, Cope, like Cope, Illinois. It's literally like a small, small patch of nothing town <clears throat> down, but the area is a little bit, itself is a little wide, it's a little bit bigger. So you got like little different sections that are different towns. But that's, that area is pretty much hold up and saying, I grew up there until I was about 12 before I moved to Grand Rapids. So you moved at 12 years of age. Was was that difficult? Because at that, that kind of age, you know, you're, you're entering like puberty and all that kind of stuff, you know, things are, I, th- I think uh, life for teenagers, particularly this day and age and stuff, it's it can be quite tough. Um, was that a difficult time to kind of move, change areas and all that? And that did that influence maybe like, the friendship groups you ran in or, or, or again, situations where you'd find yourself yeah. in confrontational moments. Cause I have seen you on other podcasts and stuff talk about, you know, getting into street fights, stuff like that. So was, was moving at that age, um, a big thing in your life. Do you think? Yeah, it was huge. Obviously your, um, your, your environment, your environment molds who you are and things like that. Um, as far as me, like a change in me, like personally, like all oh, it like did it disrupt or move something? Nah, because like uh, where we were at, I was actually ready to get from down there. It was small, um, small minded, and things like that. You know, um, I was ready to move on. I was ready to move on and be be somewhere else. And I was I was up for new things. You know, when you're a kid, you're more adventurous and yeah. you're more open to new things. So um, I feel like I was more so at that stage, more so than just being locked in, like, oh, I got my group of friends. Because it wasn't that, you know, most of the people that I grew up around, <clears throat> you know, I was cool with like that down there. You know, they were getting older. We all, we went to different schools. It wasn't like we were together every day. Only people I was with every day was my brothers, you know, so it, they were kind of with me. So we were good. Yeah. Um, Jamal, we see that um, when I was sort of looking into your, your formative years, you played basketball uh, at a high level why was there a switch to mma from basketball easier to get the results that i want you know um in uh basketball you can be you can be you can be good you know which i was good but um and still not make it anywhere still not do anything you know things like that uh mma it's all on your shoulders if you don't have the like in basketball if you don't have the right the right team in the game, you won't you won't see success. But um, with MMA, it's all on my shoulders. 
as long as I'm successful, I can't be denied. It's the one sport that if you are truly the cream of the crop, you will rise to the top. Yeah. And, and that journey, when that started, Jamal, like, was that, did you start at a boxing club or by that point, was it an established MMA gym? Did you start straight with MMA or, or was it a, di- a sort of certain disciplines and then, and it sort of led to, to MMA? Nah, I started, I started with MMA. Um, whenever I first came into the gym, it was actually a jujitsu school, but uh, they did MMA classes after jujitsu class. So I got the both, I got the mixture of the both of, of the both of those at the same time. But plus, I've just been comfortable fighting because I've, I've been in a lot of fights. I've been in a lot of fights. I've been in a lot of situations where you know, where where those same type of feelings and emotions come into play. So I've gotten used to dealing with them. Shit, and even worse. So you know, shit. Sometimes motherfucker had a gun. Yeah. Well, someone had a you had a situation where you were about to have a fight with someone and they had a gun. Plenty of times. You, you say that so, but I mean, we're English. We don't have this, this kind of, the, the, the kind of gun culture that's in America. Like you hear crazy stories about like, oh, you can just pop down to Walmart and you can buy a gun and stuff like that. Like we don't, we don't have anything like that here. Yeah. That's surprising. Man. That's like kind of wild to me because like, you know, if you watch movies and shit, like a lot of the movies, like with English gangsters, y'all motherfuckers have guns. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's only the gangsters. You can't just pick them up at the local Tesco's. That's the thing. It's not the same thing. Hold <laughs> on, no, no, bro. I done seen, I done seen a couple grandpas come down. They, they got it. Who saw it's me dads? <laughs> come on, man. Come on, man. I, I, well, one of the things that I wonder, did, did this influence your decision to move to MMA? Because you talked about like having, wanting the responsibility solely on your shoulders. And one of the things that um, happened with you at a young age is you became a very young dad. You were a dad at 15, I, I believe it was. And did, did that kind of the idea of like, I've got to take care of more than just myself now, was that? an influence on you to go, I can't rely on other people. I've got to take everything on my shoulders. It's all got to be about me now. Cause it's, it's not just about your future, but you're providing for your, your children now and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I felt the, I felt the sense of, 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 of responsibility. Like I had to grow up and yeah, things like that, uh, more accountability, but did it click like it was supposed to like right away? No, you know, but, uh, I'm a learning individual as I go along and pick up with things. I try to implement them and be better uh, every day. So, well, Have you learned ways of, of, of balancing? Because I asked this question to, to Michael Chandler a little while ago as well, because he became a dad more recently at a much older age where, you know, you're, you're obviously going to be more level-headed in your 30s than what you are in, in your teens and stuff like that. But even he said, you know, there's a lot of difficulty when it comes to balancing life as a father and being an elite level athlete. When you're talking about the level of athleticism, dedications to various martial arts that, that uh, someone in your position so highly ranked in the UFC, you've got to be disciplined. You've got to spend so much time honing your craft. But you got to be ready to, got to be willing to leave and spend time away from, you know, uh, he trains exactly. down in San Francisco. Don't live there. Yeah. You know, um, that's what that's that's those are like sacrifices like that. Uh build trying to build your brain, going, taking trips, yeah. you know, and things like that, just spending time away. So yeah, those those are sacrifices he he means. Yeah. But I, I, do do you find that balance difficult to achieve? Because I know he said he does. He said he said that, you know, you 
there is no perfect kind of balance. You just you just do what you think is right at the right time. Exactly, it's impossible to uh to uh to achieve. I uh I, uh, I seen this quote. I seen this guy say this once. It was uh if you if you um how is a fa- how can you really win as a father? Because if I, if I'm there, if I'm around, if, if I'm around, if I'm there and I'm around all the time. You don't, you don't have, you don't have the, you don't, we don't have a home. You don't have food. You don't have things. You're not, you don't, you're not, how, how well are you provided for? But then if I'm working and I'm gone all the time, then you don't have me. So it's a a give and take, bro. So how do you win a situation? Do you, do you have any like advice that you would give either to yourself when you first became a dad or to any young dad that might be listening to this podcast now uh, or watching on YouTube or whatever thinking, God, I'm about to be a dad and I don't feel mature enough or, or ready yet. Do you, do you have like a, a piece of advice or something that you would either give to them or, or your younger self? Man, when somebody says they're not mature, uh, not being mature, no, that's no, they're not, they know that's them admitting and knowing that they're not ready to put, to put that child b- b- before themselves. That's what that is. And that's what it is. That's what you have to do. You have to put that, that child has to be put to the forefront that child, uh, that child would. How you move should be about securing that child's future and protection and provision of that child. Jamal, what would you say if your children were interested in pursuing mixed martial arts? I ain't something else to do. <laughs> <laughs> do do any of them like accompany you to the gym or anything out or show any interest? Because you've got six kids, yeah. am I right? Yeah. Yeah, my youngest son, that's all he wants to do is fight. How old is he? Oh, he's three. <laughs> three. Uh my uh my my middle daughter, she she uh she likes to go to the gym. She likes to uh I, I actually she's in jujitsu classes, she does them. Um but other than that, yeah, the rest of them they kinda do their own thing. I mean what one of the things that you know, for anybody that's, that's done martial arts on any level, he says there's, there's obviously you, you learn a lot of discipline and, and you learn, you know, respect for each other and things like that. One of the things that um, we, we, we saw after uh, your fight with um, uh, our very own Paul Craig um, was obviously that the, 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 there was the injury to, to your elbow. But what we saw that night was, was you guys were at, you know, having a drink together and stuff. Like, t- tell me about the. The, the, the levels of respect that you've seen in, in MMA, you know, like post-fight. I mean, obviously, once that kind of pre-fight hype's out of the way, once that fight's done, what you know, what, what's your relationship like with that fighter? Um, well, we just got money together. I mean, we business, we business partners, we signed a contract, we did a deal, we did our job, you know, and anything after that is just like, you know what I mean? What what are you really, what is, what is really, what is really the problem what is really the beef like because like bro i come from i come from real beef like real 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 type of shit you know what i'm saying so it's like all right after this we done fought now we're gonna settle it what else is there now so like i mean we got money together we did what we came out to do see who was better we had the answer we got our answer for that to that uh to that question for that night and uh i mean who could show i mean who could basically who could show up better man yeah we got that we got we got the answer for that so what's what's after that because <clears throat> in the streets, if you if you lose a fight, you uh, somebody fight, man. I mean, you don't want to drop it after that. Now somebody got to die. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not that serious. It's business. It's, a, it's business. It's a career. And, and obviously, with, 
with, with that specific fight, you know, the, the you know, it, it went against you that night. And then I'm interested to know because you've you've now gone on on, on an absolute tear and you've looked devastating in, in every fight since that. Like, tell me, you know, was there any significant changes and, and you know, taking a taking a loss for the first time, right? right uh, in, in that, how, how did you deal with that mentally? It was easy for me. I dealt okay. with accountability. Man, all right, well, all right, I lost. Fuck excuses, I lost. What yeah. can you do? What did you do wrong? What 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 could you have done to prevent that? Okay. Um, the easy thing, all right, don't don't let him just pull me down to the ground. All right, is it, is, all right, answer that and now let's answer that. Can I grapple with him? What it, what it, was it was it the fact that I grappled wasn't the fact that I didn't feel like that I don't feel like I grappled with him? No. The thing was, I went down and I grappled with him on his terms. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? I let him dictate when we hit the ground, what position, how we hit the ground. All, I let him dictate too many things and just think that I was going to be okay. That's like uh, that's like being in an NBA basketball game thinking that you're going to be missing layups and free throws and still the game is going to be close. It won't be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um Damn, I, I I did an NBA analogy. Yeah, no, watch basketball. No, no, I, I I don't. I I think it's growing a little bit over here, but no, most people are not really into the basketball over All here. Right. But it's growing. I, I don't I don't really watch soccer or football or y'all y'all version of football like that. But it's like um, it's like if this guy's if this guy's really good at dribbling, he's got a really he's got a really ac- he's got a really accurate shot, right? Am I going to am I going to allow him? I could now. Am I I could. Am I going to allow him to set up and get clean looks, or am I going to at least yeah. put something yeah, objects yeah, yeah. in the way? You know, you know what I'm saying. Try to make him try to at least make it a little bit difficult for him. Try to make him do something a little bit more on my terms, where I have a little bit more control. Maybe where that where does that be cut off, cut off, cut him off here, so he only has the angle to kick here, to where now the goalie has less to worry about. You get what yeah. I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Like, no, we like, follow you. Yeah. I don't even know soccer, and I just broke that shit down. Like, no, that. but it was per- perfectly analyzed, <laughs> mate. Perfectly analyzed. Um, like, but like, um, like, yeah, like things, like things like that. I mean, you seem seems so sort of practical with with, with with your approach to things. It's like, right, that's went wrong. Like that. How did that go wrong? Okay, moving forward. So I'm always interested in in uh, fighters' mentality and a, a mindset, and we always like to ask fighters. Like what their their routine is that that moment before you get the call to walk out into the uh, the arena when you're sitting in, in 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 the room waiting for the call. What's your process? Because we've seen, we've heard so many different ones from people that will literally headphones on will have, try and have a sleep, and we've got other people that will hit pads. Like, have you got a, a specific routine? Or have you got any kind of little things that you do each time, or is every fight its own its I own beast? Music. I listen to music. If anybody's back there with me, they say I'm listening to music. I'm I'm turned up. I'm jamming. I'm having fun. <laughs> Uh, I'm enjoying it. I'm flowing. I'm loose. I like to get a good sweat going, to where you know my 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 body's already already a little you know what I mean already a little little uh little 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 after it, you know. Um, yeah, man. Just make sure my guys are good. Make sure my guys are locked in and comfortable, and ready to go. And you touched on music there as well, and 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 it seems your walkout music seems to change a lot. Have you not settled on the right track yet? Are you are you still searching for the golden track, or is it just each time this one sounds good, this is pumping me? Each one is each one put me in the series. Whatever's turning me up at that moment, whatever's getting me hype. You know what I mean at that time. Yeah, yeah. it changed. I've had long ass camps, so it's been so the song has changed. It just yeah. changed the time. 
you know. As Stu alluded to there, you, you, you've had a real tear at, at the moment in, in the UFC. Uh, your free performance bonuses in your last three fights. Do you, do you look for, but do you thinking about bonuses when you're in the middle of a fight or are you just dealing with the fight? And also after a fight, if you've had like a, either a really good fight or a clean knockout or anything like that, are you watching the rest of the card and going, oh, I hope the rest of this card's really shit. So I'm guaranteed that 50 K. <laughs> uh, early on, that's kind of, it might've been a little bit like that, but now I understand how, how it kind of works. So if you're a main event, you get a knockout, typically you get a bonus. Yeah. So you don't have to, you don't worry about that stuff anymore. You're just like, if I do my job, it will come. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so when it gets to that point where you've, uh, you, you've got the win and you go back, weight cuts obviously, you know, long gone. What's, we're always interested to know with fighters, like once that, that fight's done, what's your go-to treat? What do you eat? Honestly, I, I think about all the things I'm gonna eat after fight. Then after fight, I'm really not even hungry. Really, really. Yeah, just think about it so much. You just, it's just more so just mentally builds you up. Usually after the fight, I don't, I don't, really, I don't really. I'm really not. I usually not even really hungry. I usually just go get drinks. Yeah. <laughs> um. Currently on a free fight win streak. Your last six fights have finished inside the distance. You, you, you're one of the most exciting and fan-friendly fighters that there is on the UFC roster. With, with Glover rematching Yuri and what was a great first fight as well, Blahovic is taking on Ankalaev. For someone in your position on the tear you're on, all these performance bonuses, being such a fan-friendly fighter, what, what do you think is, is the next fight for you? And how far away are you from that title shot, because given what I've just mentioned, you shouldn't be far away at all. But it seems like everyone above you is either injured or booked in a fight. So, so what do you feel is next for you? Uh, next is top five. Fight somebody in the top five. Um, yeah, yeah. Fight somebody in top five. Get a good performance tonight, and try to make my case for a title shot. You know, uh, I want that title. I want. I want, I want to get up. I want to fight for the title uh, now. As soon as now, I'm uh, I'm on that track as soon as possible. Like before, it was I was taking my time and things like that. But I feel like now I'm ready, and now my time is now. You know, uh, I was in the back. I was in the back while I was getting ready for the Tiago Santos fight. We were just warming up, and I'm just playing out the fight, being in the mo, being in this moment again, and everything. And it, and, and it felt different. It felt different this time. It felt like it was just. I I'm just felt like him, like who's the boot, who, who can really beat me? Who's really on this level that I'm on? Who's really processing these things? It has the capabilities that I have, you know, and uh, to some people that might sound crazy and it might sound wild, but I know what I can do. I've seen it. I've yeah. trained, I've trained it. I've worked it. People have only seen a taste, a small taste, like Jimmy, like the Jimmy crew fight. I landed three yeah. punches. You know what I mean? Johnny Walker, the first time I set up, Set up, set up the first, uh, first set up the nice, clean first setup. The fight was over. Tiago, uh, uh, I don't really think people, uh, people get so caught up in the emotion and the hype of a fight. They don't look into the small details and things. If, uh, if you actually look into, if you actually look into the small details of that fight, like, um, some of the shots, just the shots, the power that was able to be generated from in small while we were in those grappling exchanges, they may not look like nothing. They may look. None of my shots are insignificant. They all hurt. They're all damaging. They're all hard. They're all solid. 
you know, um, and just how I how 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 the how he broke how how he was broken down through that, and then just the how to deal with the power and things like that. Um, um, I think I think people would understand that it's just I'm just I'm I'm on a different level. Yeah, well, I mean, you turned Thiago Santos into a wrestler. I mean, it was that 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 kind of like third round or something. He was not interested in striking with you anymore because. Say that again, sorry. Shot in the first round. Yeah, but I mean, he he really did. I felt like it was like later on after he really felt the power and he obviously couldn't deal with your striking. Desperate. He was he was he did yeah, that that desperation exactly. That's what kind of set in. And it's very rare to see someone like Thiago Santos go to that place. Um, but just to clarify, we, even though there's some injuries and there's fights booked in the, uh, with fighters ahead of you, you're not interested in taking anyone on that's behind you. You are only looking forward right now, even if you've got to wait a little bit longer. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Well, how do you see the, the Glover and Yuri rematch going? Because if Glover wins, the chances are that he would just um, retire anyway, maybe. Like, do you see Glover taking that fight, retiring and leaving a vacant belt? Or do you think Yuri's got his number? I don't think so. I think if Glover, because Glover, because uh, if you think about it, Glover didn't defend it. He never defended the title. So you think he would stay and try and defend it? I think he at least defends it, tries to defend it one time. If I've tried to this. There's certain things I, I think Glover is actually pays attention to certain little things like that. And, uh, yeah. Title defense. You know, because if we're being honest, yeah, the fight was great, but by technical rule, he didn't defend the belt. So does he, did he deserve a title, re- a rematch? It's, yeah, I, I agree with you. Normally, I think you need to defend that belt three or so times before you get like an immediate rematch in a fight. Yeah, I think I think he more so got it because of the state of the division, right? Mm-hmm. There was nobody. There was no real other clear cut case. You know what yeah. I mean? So, all right, sure, why not get a rematch? So the, the closest thing he had he had to that was the rematch. You know, like if anchor, like if uh, if if uh, if Rackage doesn't blow out his knee and he yeah. finishes the fight against Blahovich and he wins that fight, Rackage Rackage would Rackage would have been it. Rackage would have yeah. had a case. For the rematch, for the uh, for the title shot, right then, I feel like, you yeah. know, uh, then how how things ended with Magomed and Smith. Same thing with them, you know. Um, now if they go in, they have like a nice thing. And this, if it doesn't end in the injury and Magomed finishes him, early on, now Mag- I think Magomed would have had a case for possibly, you know, the title. So, it's all about Blake. the division as well. Blake touched on something that you know you, you, you're a fan favorite and and you're always in exciting fights and and you also touched on something when you were talking about that sacrifice from from being away from family to you know to build the brand um, like how much sort of time and, and and focus do you have to sort of put on that side of things aside from training and, and fighting you know we've seen that the, the world of MMA just evolve into this thing where social media presence and, and, and all of these things which, you know, 10 years ago didn't really have a, a, a big impact. Now we're seeing that to have that kind of profile can get you fights and, and, and can, you know, get you a lot of attention and can make you money. How much sort of time and effort do you have to sort of set aside to, to build Jamal the brand? Um, I, 
Quite a bit. I mean, it all depends on what level you like. What do you What do you want to get out of this, right? So, a fighter's life and this time is is short. You know, um, anything anything can happen. You can be hot for you can be hot for a quick second and, and all that. So, I don't know about most people, but me, yeah, I wanted to be a champion, but I also got in this for financial to still you know I mean to build something to where I can build uh, finances from this. You know, so um, I spend a lot of time on that side, making videos for social media, um, going, talking to people, connecting with people, like just going to chilling, chilling to learn things, just not, just to hang out and learn new things about a uh, business and different, you know, just anything. You know, so uh, I personally think you should invest a lot of time as much as you can into it. Um, yeah. Uh, we, Jamal, you've been really good to us today, and we we know we've only got a limited amount of time with you. I just wanted to ask you like a couple more like kind of quick fiery questions. Do, I was going to know ask, do you have any kind of hobbies or way to relax ways to relax away from MMA? I can see you doing something now that might help you relax away from <laughs> MMA. <laughs> but, do you have anything that is your kind of like go to hobby or thing completely not related to mixed martial arts? I have a few things, you know, I play video games, uh, I go play other sports, you know, um, go and hang out, you know, um, just, just enjoy life. It's the usual things, just get away from the sport in that way. And, mm. uh, your last two fights, they've been scheduled for, for five rounds. You haven't needed five rounds, but do you have to do, I mean, obviously you have to prepare physically cardio wise for the difference between three and five rounds. Is there anything mentally that you have to do different when you're about to get in there for five rounds opposed to three? I'm looking to end the fight as soon as possible, regardless, you know? Um, so I just work, work at that pace for the well, pace that I that I choose to fight at is a pace that I feel like I can do forever for as long as I need to. Yeah. So I have to focus on that. Yeah. That aspect. I'm always interested to know if uh if you could have fought any fighter of any time, who would you have loved to have had the opportunity to have fought? John Jones. Yeah. That would have been an absolutely cracking I mean, fight. I think that would have been great. You know, Ass. Y'all, that ain't that ain't done. That ain't done. As long as he Do you reckon LA, you would move up to heavyweight? What for that? Would you move up to heavyweight? That of course. Absolutely. And what was Luke. more? You don't seem like someone that gets nervous. But what was more nerve wracking for you, if at all, was it the UFC debut? Or the fight on the Contender Series? Because there's so much riding on that Contender Series fight, but less people are watching it. UFC debut, way more eyeballs. Neither. I was nervous for neither. I knew I was going to win. <laughs> I love it. If anything, if anything, I might have been a little bit, had a little bit more concern for my UFC debut because I broke my hand a few weeks before. You broke your hand just before it, and you still put on that performance in UFC debut? Oh yeah, I wasn't finna. I I I had been put on the shelf for for seven months. You know, I've been waiting. I've been waiting to fight. I wasn't. I wasn't my first fighter. I damn sure wasn't yeah. gonna get the pulling out was not an option. That's why the whole Paul yeah. Craig when he said uh, pull out, like, I don't pull out. I had a broken fucking hand and I still yeah. did. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, 
I've got one more question for you, Jamal. Um, you just said that your, your dream fighter be a be John Jones, and and you know there's no reason why you know down the line that that fight can't happen. How would that fight go? Me winning dominantly. Knockout. I think I get him. I think I can get him out of there. If not, I think it, it'd either be that or I think it'd be a a really fun chess match. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it as well. Jamal, whatever fight comes next, we wish you all the best of luck with it. Uh, not that you're going to need luck. You seem to be totally in control of your own destiny. You seem very, very calm and collected. Wishing you all the best, mate. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you. I appreciate y'all having me. It was good talking to you. Oh, thanks loads, Jamal. Anytime, mate. Oh, lovely stuff. I mean, we, we, we should mention at the beginning before we we had so much to in and from in trying to get the uh the time difference right to get the interview to happen but a lot of to in and fro in but we got there and he delivered he delivered i mean i was so happy i was so annoyed at myself because I, I swear I, I was going to ask him this but i didn't in the end i swear the clocks must have gone back in america over the last couple of days look because at this he's still I, making I, excuses no here's the thing they were i looked it up i looked it up michigan where he is has two different time zones and i was like a bit unsure about it but then he said he was eastern time yeah and i looked that up they were four hours behind us and then a couple of days later they were five hours behind us i'm sorry that makes no sense something's gone wrong right either the internet is wrong or daylight savings time is wrong witchcraft it's not my fault witchcraft is probably yep. which elon musk i don't know it's you know it's, it's not my fault it's not my fault um, i mean but he was he was really patient with us and came yeah. on later so what a legend lovely lovely bloke and uh, super chilled for reason. Who knows why he's so chilled? Couldn't, couldn't be anything chilled. to do with what he, he seemed very chilled. Why was he so chilled? No, no idea. idea. Particularly at the end of the interview. He God, seemed... Was there a little fire in his house? I, I don't sat... know. I don't <laughs> some, know. Some, some kind of <laughs> gaseous substance around there. Uh, but I mean, it, it chilled him to the point where he, you know, there's a call out for John Jones. He wants to fight oh, John man. Jones. He'll go a heavyweight and fight John Jones. He thinks he'd dominate him. Oh, love it. Yeah. And a terrific English accent. What more do you want from the man? <laughs> Fantastic. Um, but honestly, yeah, big thank you to, to Jamal for coming on. And he really is a fan favourite. Yeah. Like, it, it say, the last six fights have all been finishes. One of them, Paul Craig finished him in that nasty fashion. But all the other fights, he's been yeah. knocking people out left, right and centre. He's finished Thiago Santos. Knocked out uh, Johnny Walker. Knocked out Jimmy Crew. Uh, mm. I mean, the list goes on and on. He, he constantly is getting finishes at the moment. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. It, it, and it's, make it's, no mistake. Phenomenal. He didn't. He, he wasn't done against Paul Craig. He was game as fuck. I mean, his arm was hanging he was off. Game <laughs> <as fuck. laughs> He's fucking nuts. He's game as fuck. And also, at the end of it, he just kind of sits down. He's like, oh, yeah, my arm. My arm's broken. <laughs> it's like, yeah, mate, if that was me, I'd be screaming for the medic. Oh, no. like, I'll be oh, like no. a scene at a saving Private Ryan <laughs> and he's just there like oh yeah that was a mistake wasn't it My we arm. should say at this um, point we, we had a great chat with Bear Jew after that didn't we and uh, we did and so go check like, out almost immediately afterwards yeah, yeah we had a big chat with him and he talked about Jamal and him going for drinks I know. so flick through our back catalogue yeah. after this 
great chat with Paul. And go and listen to the, the great Paul, Paul Craig interview that we did uh, a while ago now, but yeah. it's still a cracking listen. Absolutely. And you get to hear him talking a little bit about um, uh, going out with Jamal Hill. And also, I think maybe he got chucked out of a limo or something. I'm not 100% sure. He woke up the day before, didn't he? And couldn't remember a lot of what had happened. I think he had a I, big, big go and night. Che- go and check out the interview to fill in the gaps. But yes, it was, it was a big night for Paul. And we'll have to chat to Paul because obviously he's uh, got a fight coming up against Johnny Walker. Uh, yes, so, another uh, a Jamal Hill victim, Johnny Walker. Yes. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Are we done? Is there anything more to say? Just go check out the back catalogue. Um, got a big who's who of, of all your favourite fighters. If this was your first time listening, then uh, yeah, go and have a little rummage around in that archive. There's stacks there for you. Uh, we'll be back next time. Uh, thanks ever so much for supporting the podcast. Um, if you're watching us on YouTube, give us a subscribe. Drop us a comment. And uh, and yeah, and if you're listening to us wherever you get your podcast, then um, like, love, share, and uh, follow us on the socials. There you go. That's all we ask. Not a lot. Players, yeah? Bye.